What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 37 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I'm joined today by my co-host, Zach Roll, and we have a special guest on. Yeah, so we got Skylar Grote, U23 national champion, senior nationals runner-up, uh, competed for Blair Academy. You know, you see her on Twitter all the time. One of the best followers on Twitter. How you doing, Skylar? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Nice to meet, nice to kind of meet you here. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Yeah. Um, so talk to me a little bit about Blair. Cause I, I, I don't know much about a uh, women's program or anything like that at Blair. So what were you, you, you were competing at Blair? Yeah. So there was actually no women's program at Blair. I was the only girl on the boys team. Uh, so I wrestled for their B team while I was there for all four years, but I ended up being the only girl. Um, so definitely a difficult, uh, journey for me, but you know, I, I don't regret it. It was one of the best things that have ever has ever happened to me. So, and it definitely, um, you know, helped me go to a good college and have a good work ethic. So, I loved my time at Blair. That's awesome. Um, you know, we this kind of all started with a you know, con- some might say it was controversial. I know we're kind of all on the same page where it wasn't, but uh, kind of sounded like you got a little berated over a pretty simple tweet in my opinion what, what kind of happened what, what brought that that tweet up yeah i mean recently i started working with a lot of young kids um especially over quarantine since i'm home now in new jersey and i finished my senior year online here in new jersey at home uh you know i decided you know while i'm here i want to pick up coaching a little bit when i'm not training so i started coaching uh, young kids. And, you know, I saw some of the parents encouraging their kids to lose, you know, five or more pounds as, you know, 10 and 12 year olds. And, you know, I have had a rough journey with cutting weight myself. And I wish that um, I knew what I know now back then, because I think it could have saved me from a lot of bad weight cuts and, um, a lot of miserable times uh so you know that kind of like sparked my tweet and then you know i didn't really think it was that controversial and then a whole bunch of people came at me and i was like wow like good thing i brought it up because people still don't know and people um still don't know enough about nutrition and nutrition with wrestling so kind of take me through like an ideal cut for you and like maybe you know, how much of a cut, what are you doing to get there? You know, how are you bringing your body down the right way? Yeah. So obviously I don't, it's not like I don't believe in losing weight or cutting weight or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, as a senior level athlete, a lot of them do cut a little bit of weight. I cut a little bit of weight too. Um, but I do it in a way that's healthy and I do it, um, you know, weeks and weeks out, I'm not cutting it the day before. So, um, yeah, I would say the most I cut is around 10 pounds, but like the most water weight that I'm cutting is usually around 3% of what I wrestle at. So I wrestle at 149. So my water cut, uh, is about four and a half pounds max. So that's worked for me. And, um, that's kind of what I do now, but you know, you see people cutting 10 pounds of water and then go out there and try to wrestle even on the senior level, that's definitely going to affect your performance. So they say anything more than three to 5% is too much to cut. And I totally agree with that. I've tested it. Um, you know, I personally 
think 3% is my max. Um, some people will say 5% works for them. 5% honestly for me is too much. So it definitely depends on the person and you definitely have to experiment with it. But 3% is like my max the week of that I want to cut. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a ton of different approaches to weight cutting. I mean, even right now, if you look with the Olympic weights, you know, they're way spread out. There's, you know, people have to make a choice of either going down or going up. The, the big one everybody looks at right now is James Green, where he's like, he's a huge 65 pounder and he's a small 74 pound uh, or kilos, not pounds, obviously. <laughs> um, so, you know, looking at that, it, I don't, I'm in the belief that there has to be some kind of weight cut at a higher level, right? Yeah. Once you get, I mean, even sort of in the high school level, you know, you got those kids who are striving for state titles. Somebody's going to cut a little bit. I think I like the idea that you kind of have there with the 3% of your body weight of a water cut. I, I, I never really looked at it that way. So I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I might, I might even be using that next year going into my high school season. So yeah. Yeah, you should. It works really well. But again, I'm not against cutting weight, but like my definition of cutting, like I'm not against losing weight. I'm against like cutting weight. I'm against cutting lots of water weight, but I'm not against losing weight. If you start, you know, a couple or several weeks out as a high school athlete, if you have, you know, a little bit of weight to lose or whatever, you stepped on that scale, it gave you your cert weight or whatever. And it says, you know, you can healthily lose 1.5 pounds a week. If you do that the right way and you start early enough and, you know, you're losing that one and a half pound a week by eating healthy and maybe doing an extra little bit of cardio, that's okay. I I'm totally not against that. But if you have to, you know, decrease your calories so much that you're miserable and you're cutting 10 pounds of water before you compete, I I'm against that. You know, that, that just leads to bad relationships with food for the rest of your life. And we see that, we see that in, you know, uh, past wrestlers who are, you know, in their forties and fifties, you know, they're like super overweight or they keep eating, um, because they restricted their food for so long. I mean, it happens to a lot of wrestlers and it's not talked about enough. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, now a big point of the, the counter arguments people were making on Twitter were the definition of cutting weight. Like what is specifically cutting weight? And I know I kind of put my idea out there. Um, I don't think Dylan really got into that. Um, what what would be your specific definition of what's cutting weight? Yeah, so cutting weight to me, um, I guess there's like a good way and a bad way of cutting weight. I like to refer to the right way to do it as um, losing weight. <laughs> cutting weight to me is, you know, when you're cutting water and you're severely depleting your body of the nutrients that it needs. So I think that um, cutting weight, yes, I'm, that's my definition at least. I know other people were saying that their definition was like eating healthy and stuff. No, that's not cutting weight. Cutting weight is not eating healthy and getting down to your weight class that way. Cutting weight is like, you know, the two or three days before you compete, you're barely eating, you're in a sauna suit on the treadmill. That That's cutting weight to me. Um, and I'm, I'm against that, you know, I'm not against losing that 3% in the last couple of days before you compete and cutting that little bit of weight there. I'm not against that, but, you know, cutting more than that 3% and, you know, when your life is miserable doing that, I, I don't think that's good. I don't think it's good for the sport. I don't think it's good for one's health. And I think that it needs to be talked about more, but you know, like I said, I've gone through cutting weight too. When I wrestled at Blair, I was cutting like 10 pounds a week and 
not that 10 pounds was extremely crazy, but I just didn't know the right way to do it. I remember like it being a Wednesday and Wednesday, it was my last meal. And then on Thursday I would have like two clementines and like a chocolate bar because chocolate bars barely weigh anything. And I would drink like two water bottles and then Friday would come and I would have like some popcorn and then I would compete on Saturday. So, you know, I, I've definitely been through that extreme cutting weight, stupid mentality of, you know, if I work out and I lose three pounds, I'm only going to put three pounds back into me. You know, I've, I've done all that and I've been there. I've done that. It's miserable. It's, it's literally miserable. Um, so I think that finding a weight class that you can, um, that you can make not necessarily easily, but not something that's going to like give you an eating disorder and, um, make your life miserable. I think, I think it's super important for high schoolers to know the right way of losing weight slash cutting weight, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, no, I, we're, we're totally in agreement there. Um, but the original tweet, you know, we talked about was, was children cutting weight, your youth wrestlers cutting weight. And this is where I get, I get completely dumbfounded by anybody. I don't understand how anybody disagree with the idea that youth should be cutting weight. Yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of the times parents think that their kids have to cut weight in order to be competitive or in order to win and in order to, you know, be the biggest in their weight class or whatever. But we also have to take a step back and realize that, you know, cutting weight, cutting more than two or three, I'm not talking about cutting two or three pounds as a kid. Like if he has, if your kid, he or she has to cut out white bread or something, that's not what we're talking about here. You know, we're talking about young kids having to work out three times a day and um, restrict their food and stuff that that's just not okay. And that's, that's taking the fun out of the sport. That's, um, that's actually bad habits. I would say that's bad habits um, for a young child. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm totally against that. I think that my philosophy, even for myself, is if I work out two times a day, which is too much for a child, but I'm a senior level athlete. If I work out two times a day and I'm eating healthy, that's all I can do. There's nothing else that I can possibly do. And whatever my weight is after that, I just have to go with it. So that's kind of my philosophy. That's what works for me. I'm not going to like starve myself to make a lower weight class. I just kind of have to accept that that's where my body wants to be and go the weight class that if I'm doing those two things, wherever my weight is, that's what I do. Um, so, you know, as a child, I don't really know what a, you know, an elite young kid's schedule is like maybe wrestling uh, five times a week, once a day, maybe a couple extra cardios in there. Um, I'm not really sure, but if your kid's doing that and they're eating healthy and you know, you're not restricting ice cream every once in a while from that kid, if whatever their weight is after that, they should wrestle that weight class. You know, the kid should not be skipping meals two or three days out. The kid should not be in a sweatsuit at age 10 on a treadmill. Um, so, you know, but obviously when you're a young kid and as a parent, you know, if you're swapping out, I had one little kid, he was 85 pounds and I was giving him lessons and his mom was like, he has to make 82 pounds because that's like, he has to go 82 because that's where a gap in the uh, lineup is. And I was like, okay, it's three pounds. That's really not that bad. I was like, what is he eating? And she told me what he was eating. And, um, you know, there was definitely room for improvement. 
So I suggested to her, I was like, okay, instead of this, like give him some fruit. And instead of like the white bread, give him whole wheat bread. And we made like a couple changes and he was down five pounds in like a month. Just oh, for wow. making, just making those little changes, just healthier options, healthier choices. And he lost the weight easy and was able to compete at 82 pounds for the whole year. So, you know, I'm not against that. I'm not against making those little changes as long as you're not like restricting your child. You know, if your child goes to a birthday party and you're telling your kid, you know, no brownies, no cookies the whole time, it, it just leads to bad relationships with food in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of was in a similar, I, I kind of tweeted about it a little bit. I was in a similar situation with my son going into the state tournament. He was like two pounds over the weight below. And I, I said that I debated with myself. I was like, do I really want to, you know, adjust his diet? He's he's only seven years old. You know what I mean? Like, do I want to go through telling him, hey, we're doing this because we're going to let you wrestle a lower weight class. Or he wants to have an extra, you know, he wants to have dessert on Wednesday night. And I have to be like, nah, you can't do that. Well, yeah. I didn't feel like my seven-year-old should have to go through that at the moment. So, and I, you know, I don't, he's not an elite wrestler by any means though. So I, I just, I don't know why parents would sit there and think, yeah, let me change my seven to 10 year olds whole routine because he's a little heavier. You yeah. Know. And like I said, I don't think that like changing some things is bad, you know, like changing white bread to whole wheat bread. That's something that you should do honestly, for your child's health, that's something you should do. But if you have to change their whole diet, so they're eating like half of what they're normally eating, and they're not getting enough, you know, uh, nutrients and stuff, then that's too far. But, you know, little adjustments, you know, you don't want your kid eating McDonald's every day anyway. So if your kid's eating McDonald's two times a week, then yeah, maybe you should probably, you know, cut that out, maybe only once a month. So I think that like healthy habits are super important. But if your kid is already has healthy habits and is already working out a decent amount, then you shouldn't change it anymore, in my opinion. Yeah, and for the most part, you're in complete control of your kid's diet. So if you're making those little changes, like the whole wheat breads or anything like that, like they're not even going to notice. And exactly. you know, if they do, you just say, "Hey, I decided to buy this one today." Like, mm -hmm. so it wouldn't be anything where the kid really has to to sacrifice really anything in that situation. Exactly. Um, my my other point of it is why are we focused on their weight at seven to 10, seven to 12 years old? Why are we focused on getting a better wrestling? Yeah, exactly. That's like, that was a main thing for me too. Personally. I remember when I was cutting weight in high school, like all I thought about the whole practice was how much weight am I going to lose? Like how much weight did I lose? Like I only have 20 minutes left of practice. Like, am I going to be able to lose the last two pounds that I have left? So my focus went away from wrestling and went more towards, you know, how much weight can I lose in this practice? So um, like for, even for me, I just think that my mind went other places and I wasn't getting better at wrestling. Cause all I cared about was, you know, how much weight I was losing in a workout. And, um, you know, it's super important for kids, especially at a young age to just focus on wrestling and get better at wrestling. And, you know, I had one person come back to me on Twitter and say, Oh, well, you know, my kid's going to get beat up if he's too small for his weight class or whatever. I was like, I'd rather my kid get beat up than form an eating disorder. Like, are you kidding me? Like they're <laughs> 10 years old. Like who cares if they get beat up because they're, you know, a couple of pounds lighter. And then the person was like, well, that's not good for, you know, his mind either. That might make him quit. Well, if your kid quits because he's getting beat up, then he wasn't meant for the sport anyway. Yeah. Not only that, but it, it goes more than, you know, 
they're getting beat up and that's why they're quitting. It's probably because you have an underlying reason for that too. You're probably putting too much pressure on them winning and losing, which clearly you are if you want them to lose weight to win matches. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Like winning at 10 years old and, you know, it's just, it's so crazy that parents, I, I mean, everybody wants to win. Don't get me wrong. Like everybody wants to win. I understand that. I understand the competitiveness of wrestling, but there comes a point where it's like, is it worth it? Is it worth it to, you know, you know, create unhealthy habits for your kid just so that they win? Like, look at the long-term health of your child. It's just, it's just, people are crazy. They really are. Yeah. Go ahead, Dylan. What were you going to say? Well, no, I just was going to say, like, as far as the technique goes, like, some of these kids that go to practice, they're more prone to injury because they are focusing on their, uh, you know, cutting weight. I know some coaches that, I mean, most kids try to wear, you know, their sweats or maybe a sweatshirt, long sleeve shirt, whatever it is, to, you know, burn extra calories during practice. And obviously coaches don't like that because first it's slowing you down. Um, you know, you're pr- more prone to get caught up in whether it's, you know, your, your hand getting caught up in loose clothing. Um, but yeah, no, it, it definitely slows you down. And there's a fine difference between cutting weight, like you said, the unhealthy way. And then, um, you know, watching your weight, as you said, changing up your diet a little bit. Some of my kids on the team were like, I've got to cut this amount of weight between now and then. Well, no, you're not cutting weight. You've got plenty of time to lose weight the right way. Um, you obviously just have to change your habits. And, uh, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we see that. I see it a lot on the high school level, you know, because that's really when kids start to become super competitive. You know, they want to win states. They want to do all that kind of stuff. Um, and then they think that, you know, if they cut a lot of weight, then they're going to be a lot stronger than their competition, blah, blah, blah. But in a lot of the cases, the kids would do just as well at an upper weight. So um, I think that, you know, wrestling has kind of cultivated um this idea that you have to cut weight to be good and I think that that's a problem and we need to kind of move away from that and I really had that mentality uh, for a while and I remember going to college and I remember uh you know it was like my first tournament at Brock in Canada and I was like oh I'm gonna go like 67 kilo or I think I was like oh I was gonna I'm gonna I was gonna go 65 kilos but I was like 69 or something or 68 and my coach was like, why are you going 65 kilos? Like, you don't weigh 65 kilos. I was like, yeah, but I'm like 68, 69. Like, I'll make 65 kilos, like, pretty easy. And he was like, why are you going to cut weight? Like, there's no point in cutting weight. Just wrestle what you weigh, feel good, and, you know, whatever. It is what it is. And I was like, huh. And that was the first time that that, um, you know, perspective was shown to me. So I wrestled that tournament whatever I weighed and I was like wow I feel great like I I didn't cut weight I didn't cut water I felt awesome you know I was um I had energy because I was eating and I wrestled really well and then ever since that tournament I have wrestled what I weigh and it has made such a difference um in my wrestling and you know it's really made me enjoy the sport so much more yeah that's awesome I know in in my room during the season I have a rule. You're not allowed to wear sweaters and sweatpants while wrestling, right? I let them wear it during warmups, but once warmups are over, mm-hmm. you know, it may be during instructional, but drilling and live, they're coming off. You're not wearing them because I want your full effort. I want your full attention. And I don't, you know, there, there's no exceptions. I don't care how far over you are. You know, the, my practice is not meant for you to lose weight. And yeah. I mean, that, and that's what I preach to them. Like, if you want to, if you want to cut weight, you're going to have to figure it out. It's not my job. 
right? I can give you, I can give you advice and, and, you know, guide you, you know, to where you want to be, but I'm not gonna, you know, you're not going to use my time to lollygag in my practice because you're too sucked out. Yeah. I like that. That was a rule at Blair and it was also a rule at my college. And, you know, I, I thought it was a good one because, you know, you got to take care of your diet and do it the right way. And when you're in that wrestling room, it's two hours of focus and getting better at wrestling, not, you know, losing two or three pounds in that workout. So I really like the no sweats, no sweatshirt kind of thing. Maybe besides like the day before, um, then I could see, you know, if you're just trying to get a pound or two off of water weight, I can understand that, but not at the beginning of the week, you know, not three or four days out either. So I, I like that rule. I think it works well. Yeah. And to bring up uh, part of your tweet as well, I mean, it, it was children cutting weight, right? So some of these children, obviously, I mean, all these children, they're, they're being fed by their parents. Uh, the choices are by their parents, right? Cut this weight, lose this weight. Um, and some of these parents are the same ones that, I mean, it's something that I find myself not agreeing with. Uh, little Johnny got his 100th win. Little Johnny got his 150th win, right? It's it, They're plastered on t-shirts. Um, you're at a peewee tournament. Little Johnny got his 500th win. And some of these parents are just more, I think, centered, selfish around them. So like, hey, my kid's going to lose five pounds, be the bigger kid in the bracket, you know, have these easier matches just to win. And and I, I'm not going to lie, I've got a kid um, that he, I think he had a hundred win. I'm like, what did he do? Like, this was Pee Wee a couple of years ago. And now he's in the modified room and I'm trying to help him with a single leg because he didn't focus on technique, whereas he focused on maybe losing weight in the uh, practice room instead of, you know, doing the right thing technique. So, yeah. I think, you know, we're all learning. Um, you know, I've been involved in the sport for 15 years, you know, on my 10th year in the sport, I finally figured out, you know, figured it out how to cut weight and how to do it right. So, you know, it takes experience, it takes time, it, it takes education. And I think that that's what I'm trying to help people with, educate people on, you know, the do's and don'ts of cutting weight. And, you know, some parents thought what I thought, you know, you have to cut weight to be good. You know, it was just a lack of education really. But then once someone uh, shared a different perspective with me and I realized that that was the better way to do things, you know, I adopted those ways. And now I just like, I hope that I can help other people do that as well. So I really just think it's education and a lack of education in the sport and, you know, just kind of like a continued tradition that cutting weight is, you know, what wrestling is when it's really not at all. Um, so, you know, I think you can't blame people. I mean, it's been like that for forever. I think that it's just important now to get the word out that, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of the times that education actually comes from an experience where, you know, somebody had a really bad cut and it didn't go well. And you're like, man, why did I do that? Why did I, why did I cut all that water? Why didn't I just eat right and make, get, bring my weight down a few weeks out. And, you know, it, it usually, unfortunately, takes something bad like a, you know, a, you're not sleeping all night long because you're cramping up all night, or you know, you don't compete well because you you didn't cut the weight right. So, hopefully, ho hopefully, people are listening to this and they're gonna be like, oh, hey, you know, these guys are making some good points. Maybe I should, you know, go up a weight or something like that. Well, I applaud you because I mean, you got 1,716 likes. Um, <laughs> And talking about bad times for wrestling, uh, right? Uh, so my buddy won a New York State title. 
Uh, he went to Springfield. He was lost in the round of 12 in Nationals, sophomore and junior year. Well, his senior year, he had a struggle getting back down to 197, and you know he he quit wrestling during a winter break. He didn't go back. Probably would have All-American that year. Um, he was ranked, I think, top five in the country. Well, you know, I think he just had a post on Instagram saying like how wrestling changed his life in a way of like negative eating and whatnot. Again, then again, he should have made healthier decisions, whatever he was eating, um, you know, his, his diet, especially in college, right? Kids are some, maybe D3 guys are focusing their attention other places on the weekends, maybe as well. Um, but that definitely hindered his ability to lose weight and then obviously focus in the wrestling room. And, uh, I think he has a negative outlook maybe on the sport just because of his, you know, lack of knowledge, I think cutting weight right now, he's in the best shape of his life. He's, I think he's like a physical trainer and all that stuff, which it's great. But like, if he had that knowledge and training and stuff like that a couple of years ago when he was at Springfield, I mean, his wrestling um, definitely would have changed. Yeah. I think that, you know, uh, there's a lot to learn. Um, you know, my, perspective might change in a couple years or further down the line, I might find something that works even better that than what I'm suggesting right now. Um, and I probably will, you know, uh, you know, as more science comes out and stuff, we, we constantly are learning, but I definitely know that what I was doing at one point is not the way to do it. And I know that through experience. Um, I know that, you know, that 3% range is really good for me and that I compete really well when I minimize how much water I cut and, you know, I don't think I've wrestled without eating the day before and forever. Like, just think about it. How well can you really compete if you don't eat the day before? Not very well, honestly, not very well. And maybe you get lucky a couple times and you compete okay, but you're definitely going to compete better when you're eating the day before you compete. So, um, you know, it's, it's all a learning game and I'm happy that I learned sooner rather than later. Um, so, yeah. So, we, I had, uh, I'd kind of talked to you a little bit after we kind of had that talk. I, I would like to pick your brain a little bit about women's wrestling. Um, I, I have a baby girl that I hope gets into the, into to wrestling as she gets older, but I'm also on the section four chair for trying to get sanctioned, uh, New York women's wrestling sanctioned. Um, so I want to pick your brain a little bit. What, what kind of things would you say need to happen or should happen to help grow women's wrestling more than, you know, maybe it already is. I mean, obviously it's exponentially growing right now, but how can we continue and how can we get that to the next level when, in your opinion? In my opinion. Yeah. So there's still states right now that, you know, women's wrestling is not that big. I know that now in New Jersey, there's a couple of clubs that have like 20 or so women, but that's not everywhere. And especially like New York, I, I don't really know how many clubs have a lot of women. I'm assuming it's not very many, but I think the main thing for me growing up, and I think the main thing for a lot of young girls now is they don't really feel welcomed. You know, they go into a club and they're the only girl there and that already is discouraging. But then on top of that, you know, they're not really um, looked at much. They're not really helped much. And that just, you know, adds to them wanting to quit. And I faced that a lot when I was younger. I had a lot of negativity, people telling me, you know, I was a girl and I shouldn't be wrestling. And I think that there's less of that now. I think that people are a lot more open to girls wrestling and stuff. But I think that, you know, when a little girl comes into a club and she's, you know, the only girl there, one of a couple girls there, there needs to be a focus on that little girl so that she comes back. 
Um, so I think that, you know, it's up to the coaches to make her feel welcomed. It's up to the coaches to, you know, kind of set the atmosphere so that she feels welcomed. You know, when I was a young kid and I would go into club practices, all the boys would run away from me. And then it's like, okay, get a partner. And all the boys were away and I was just standing there and I didn't have a partner. And then I felt so uncomfortable because here I am as, you know, a 10 year old little girl and nobody wants to go with me. And I didn't know at 10 years old, oh, no one wanted to go with me, you know, really. Well, I knew that they didn't want to go with me because I was a girl, but as a little 10 year old, you think more than just that, you know, you think that they don't like you or this and that. So um, I think that as a coach, you have to be like, you know what, you're going with her today. And I don't, you know, I don't want to hear you saying that you don't want to or whatever. So I think it's really important for coaches to kind of set that tone and um, make it known that, you know, that girl belongs. Yeah, I, you know, I had, I had six girls in my room last year on my, on my men's team. And it felt like we were moving in a really good uh, direction. I I had my AD on board to, to sanction the team and then COVID hit and Five of my six girls decided they didn't want to come back, uh, whether it was COVID related or, uh, you know, any any other reason. But, man, it, it, it was rough seeing that because I had so many, you know, I had a tournament planned out and it would, it would have been really cool to see how, how we can grow where we're at. And I know one of the goals in our section right now is I think we need three official uh, women's teams to, to get a state committee on board so we can sanction new york wrestling but um yeah, i think I, you know another way to grow women's wrestling like you know making the girls feel welcomed when they come in that's one but also you know getting female clinicians to come to your clubs and you know run a, a clinic or a practice or whatever and you know they can even run it with the boys too um you know there's a lot to learn from everybody in the sport so if a female came in and ran a practice or a club and you had a couple little girls that's important that's important for them to see you know someone that looks like them and uh, representation is super important for the growth of women's wrestling so things like that i think are uh super important hey open invitation feel free yeah, to come to my club yep, absolutely yeah uh, where are you guys new york yeah we're in new york my, my barn is it's in uh it's out by bath new york uh oh okay i used to go through bath new york on my way to canada oh okay yeah so you may maybe you drove right past my barn you never know Probably. I got pulled over there. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I'll come. Um, so yeah, I know, and I know a lot of other women on the senior level that do the clinics and the camps and stuff. And you'd be surprised how many little girls start wrestling because they met a female wrestler and that's their reason. So I, I mean, I remember when I was a little girl, I, my dad took me to I started wrestling because I saw my dad wrestling in the living room, but I think my dad knew how important it was for me to see other females in the sport, but there weren't many. So he uh, would take me to the North Warren wrestling match, which was about 15 minutes away from my house. And there was a girl on the team and he took me to go watch her. And I just remember like wanting her autograph after she wrestled and stuff. And I thought she was so cool. And then she went on to wrestle um, on the college level and I followed her. So um, you know, that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to keep wrestling because I saw her accomplishing all the school stuff and she was my role model. So, um, it's important, you know, to show that to young girls in the sport. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad you say that because that's definitely something I, I would, I hope to do with my daughter, you know, and kind of help, you know, 
network with this with what we're doing here that way i can i can get to know more more famous or not not famous but female you know female wrestlers that i can i can bring around my daughter and you know make her look up to you know you guys who are doing it right now so um definitely definitely good good advice there dylan you got anything no, I mean, I, I, that's about wraps it up. It's great to get, you know, a, a female wrestler's voice on that subject. And then just uh, the voice alone. I mean, I think you're the first female guest we've had on the show. And I know we want to bring on Wayne Fish, a.k.a. Derek Lemondowski, which he kind of runs. He does a few articles, I think, for Flow and freelances for AWN maybe as well. So uh, just kind of get their outlook on women's wrestling and try to grow that in New York State. Uh, it would be a big thing for us to do. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks all for all that you guys are doing for wrestling and for girls wrestling. Yeah, hey, thanks a lot for coming on. That was a great conversation. You know, I hope I hope everybody listening, you know, learned something from this because there was definitely a lot of good information. So, thanks a lot, man. Thank yeah, you. thank you. All right, uh, thanks again for listening to episode thirty-seven. That's all we got. Peace out. Peace out.